Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can lend Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, as a person that's quite prone to nervousness, I'm doing quite well today. <laughs> I'm doing better than, insp- than expected. Amazing. Yes. Um, as always, we're here talking Boy Meets World. And yet again, we're not alone. So many guests recently. I'm loving it. I truly am. Um, Sarah, you you are the ones. Why don't you introduce them? Because you are the ones who told yes. me about their presence okay. and how we needed to have them on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> once upon a time, I was just minding my own business on the social media. And somebody from a podcast called You're Not Wrong commented. And all of a sudden, I was like, the vibes were like so good. I was like, these are our people, Jessica. So <laughs> I had to get Elizabeth and Nicole on from the You're Not Wrong podcast and onto our show. Like they're our people. Um, hi, Elizabeth and Nicole. Hi there. Um, for audio purposes, I'm Elizabeth. Oh, <laughs> she says. Yeah. And what are you? <laughs> uh, I am a person. I am a person. Um, our show is the differences between millennial and Gen Xers. So we usually start by saying, "I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a millennial." I'm a Paul. A- I'm a Gen Xer. There you go. Amazing. I love it. So the cadence of it all. Yeah, sorry. Well, you get stuck in the rut, right? Like, it's like if I had done the introduction a different way, it just wouldn't feel right. You have to, you have to do it. Yeah. So why don't you guys tell us, um, A, a little bit about You're Not Wrong, and then B, 
um, your history with Boy Meets World. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll take the lead on that. So our podcast is really, as I mentioned, I'm a millennial and Nicole is a Gen Xer. We don't typically agree on things. So we found, we're still figuring it out. Um, hoping to get guests soon, potential plug um, for you guys, <laughs> watch out. But um, we really just discuss things from our own backgrounds, right? So I really grew more, more on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. As a millennial and Nicole grew up in the 90s and late 80s. Analog. Right. Beepers, beepers. Um, you know, tablets, <laughs> papyrus, palm yeah. pilots, yeah, <laughs> the Wells Fargo wagon, yeah, exactly, smoke, <laughs> smoke signals. So uh, we discuss our differences, and I think uh, pretty much every time we we at least show the other one something that mm -hmm. that person probably didn't know. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's kind of our thing. And as far as boys me boy meets world, so um, in preparation for this, I really did a lot of, like, research because I watched it on Disney Channel. Yeah. Well, I did not I, – I, I think you guys did too, and I didn't really get, like, the first run because I was still mm -hmm. for that. And so yeah. I, I didn't really realize, like, the following it had and how popular it had been before I saw it. And, of course, I knew how popular it was when I was watching it in syndication – um, and I definitely watched it with confusion at points. I think we've talked about this on Instagram. Um, but how do you, do you know anything about it, Nicole? Yeah, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. We love that. Yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, so I literally like, like she said, I mean, we come at things from different point of views from our age, but some shows we sort of like both watched, mm -hmm. right? A lot of stuff. This is one that we that we did not come yeah. together. Like, I literally had not seen one episode of this. Yeah, I think that at that point it was on. You were probably like, I'm not interested. It's like a child's show. I don't want to watch this. I mean, and even even some children's shows I do watch. But this one I did not. And I know why now. Oh. <laughs> Bringing in the suspense. I love All it. Right. I mean, love it. It was okay, but anyway, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I would, I will say that for someone who's not seen the show, like these are not two episodes I would pick for you to watch, especially because is that what it is. Well, because the first episode requires that you know a little bit about the backstories of the characters, and the second episode, spoiler alert my least favorite of the season thus far. So I think that like, if we were to try to get you into the show, like I certainly wouldn't have picked these two episodes for sure. If that yeah, was the goal. I, agree. I I did give her some background because like you mentioned the first episode, it has a lot of backstory. So I was just catching her up on like, okay, here's kind of what is yeah. going on at this point. Um, and then the second episode, I mean, I'm, we'll, I'm, you'll, you guys will walk us through it. Yeah. We, we don't even know. We can't even we give can't you explain story. that. Yeah. yeah, we can't. It's a, it's a unique one. There's no explaining yes, that yes. one. Answer for it, Jess. Please. <laughs> Personally, tell us now what happened in there. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy you both are here joining us today. We have some some fun stuff to get through uh, with Boy Meets World, but let, let's just jump right into it. We, we might as well. So the first episode we're watching was season four, episode six, Janitor Dad. Um, and this one I, I actually really enjoyed. Uh, I think that like 
it's it's a nice I feel like I need to this is me every single time there's a Sean episode I'm like I really liked this one I love learning more about Sean (laughs) it's like this I'm a broken record when it comes to this type of thing Sarah like every time I love it. Yeah, I know. You really, really, really wish that Boy Meets World is just about Sean. For me, I didn't even, I didn't really like this episode, weirdly. Like, Uh I, I, I feel as though it felt super strange. Um, And I don't know, like, Verna was giving me, like, bad vibes today. Like, I wasn't enjoying her. It was a weird, I I never enjoy Verna, but. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't know, but. Um, we have the continuation of the Matthews news store, which is called the Matthews out outdoor post. Or it's something, something like stupid that. that doesn't even make sense. Like get a catchier name. In Philadelphia, <laughs> I bet. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they like all this outdoorsy stuff in Philadelphia, but whatever. Oh yeah, the Matthews Wilderness Outpost. Um. Elizabeth, as I'm assuming that you do some of the social media for You're Not Wrong, I'm great assumption. Okay, okay. Some <laughs> I'm of the eyes if, you, if you had to like promote the Matthews Wilderness Outpost, what would be like task number one? Because this is like a mouthful of a store. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun, but I think that I would just get Lonnie on everything because it's <laughs> really not a lot. I'm very confused by why it's there. Um, and it, it is a mouthful. And I also like, to be honest, having not really revisited the show in quite a while, I forgot that this was even a thing that they oh, like. Really? Had yeah. Which I, kn- I knew they had one, but I was like, oh yeah, I guess rock climbing was involved. Like what's mm. going on here? I'm so confused. Yeah, I feel like it could be like Matthew's mountain gear or something. Like use alliteration, like do something. Just leave Matthew's out of it. Come up with a fun name that has nothing to do with it. Like boy meets mountain. That's what you mean. <laughs> boy meets mountain. Yeah, that could work. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we start off uh, at the store and we find out that Amy is like turning away customers. She's basically like momming them to death and telling them like, you're, you know, you're going to get hurt with those rock climbing shoes. You're not prepared for those. Um, and <laughs> she's basically ruining all of their sales. Um, I like that. No, I do not. Now when it comes to money. Oh, no. no. This to make sales. I am a mom and I did not uh, get with any of that. Yeah. Nicole is like, you need two of those shoes, actually. You need to turn the mom off and you need to make the sales for the family. Mm -hmm. Potentially. Lonnie or whatever her name was. I also... No, I also know Nicole and she is often the one that's like, you don't need that. You need to stay at home and be safe. So that's why I was pointing at her. I am all about people doing stuff, but like, yeah, I didn't. And uh, no, I I do want people to stay home. I do. do. But when it comes to sales at the store, I want you to go out. Okay. I want you to do that. Like, I'm not with that. Like, no. Yeah. You got to provide to the family. Like the... Matthews are not the Rockefellers. Like yeah, they, they have the money. no money. So who cares if you yeah, kill a couple of people along the way? Are they not? They don't have money. I thought, I thought they're, they're like pretty they're like middle class, basically. Yeah. They're like kind of like lower middle class. We kind of assume that they're like living beyond their means a little bit, um, because they have a nice house. But yeah. but yeah, so Amy keeps getting in the middle of sales. So they put up a help help wanted sign, which is very offensive nowadays because it says no moms allowed, which is like, you know, not good. 
<laughs> it was very bad. Um, and then we see um, a whole group of guys applying for this job. And Sarah, one mm-hmm. Leonard Spinelli, is back on the show. Leonard Spinelli came back. Um, he got a job at like Myrtle Lynch or whatever, Merrill Lynch. But, you know, like he I feel like he had the in with Alan already. Um, of course, Leonard Spinelli is also Stanford Blatch and um, we didn't mention it on the podcast, but the actor. Well, I don't um, think he passed away then when we saw, first saw him. No, we didn't. So I was going to say since then, Willie Garson has unfortunately passed away. Um, I, like I said, I know him more as Stanford yeah. from Sex in the City. And I loved him. Um, were either of you Sex in the City fans? <laughs> Where's uh, Jess? She's back. back. We're back. Sorry. Okay. So um, I don't know if we – should I ask the question again and then – Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So I know um, Willie Garson more so as Stanford Blatch from Sex and the City. Um, Nicole or Elizabeth, were either of you Sex and the City fans? I was. Yay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm still a big Sex and the City fan. I mean, yeah. that was what my friends and I sort of like our young adult life was all about was trying to emulate Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know him, and I actually was like, oh wow, that's my guy. He actually passed away recently too. So, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. It makes me so sad, but it was nice seeing him here. Um, I was happy we got to see him back, even if he's not Leonard. Like. I- He still does such a good job with like that type of character that it was very funny to see him be like, oh, yeah, like (laughs) he's like not prepared at all to be in this job. In my head canon, it's still um, Leonard Spinelli. Yeah. So I don't know if that's really how they counted it. But um, but all the people that they're interviewing are not the type that you would expect to work out and at an outdoor store. They're all like geeky sales guys and eric says you know what we need we need a grizzly adams mountain man but like how are we gonna find that like they're not gonna just happen to come in there and in true boy meets world fashion guess who comes through a door a big burly dude he's looking for the yogurt shop because he needs to get a job uh (laughs) and uh eric of course points him to the yogurt shop and alan is like no 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 wait a minute like we can use you yeah he's our guy um this guy looks like he's right at home in a in a wilderness store um i feel like like almost in a way that's offensive I was like, I don't know if it can be offensive to mountain people, but this seems too, this seems too on the nose. Yeah, it's too like spot it. on. Yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. If there's any mountain men um, communities out there that would like to <laughs> please, share please their feelings about being portrayed <laughs> as such, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Why would he turn the guy away? Like, again, people, you want to make sales. You want mm-hmm. your business well see i thought that was funny like i knew it was coming i was like eric's gonna point him towards the yogurt shop yeah. and i knew a lot i was like yeah but yeah. I, I like you have a sean a sean soft spot like i have an eric soft spot so oh. was that your crush it was my crush <gasps> Just, we, we have, have one of each trifecta. we do oh have the trifecta okay. yeah we didn't get to talk about this earlier um oh. i like in my in my hierarchy, it's definitely like Eric, Sean, Corey. Mm-hmm. Corey, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no shade to say. My love for Corey Matthews is infinite. When like especially him? when I was a kid, in oh. love, never found somebody that I loved as much in my life as Corey Matthews. Oh, he was the because he's the romantic and like. Little like Sarah Pisces Venus was watching um, Corey Matthews as a young child. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's so romantic. He goes to Disney World and chases after Topanga. Like, I mean, while I'm like, that is stalker behavior. Red right flags, people. There's a lot of red flags in that These relationship. People are too young for all of this lovey doviness. Thank you, Nicole. Yes. No, no. Um, <laughs> I'm a romantic. Uh, so we're now at the trailer park, and uh, we see kind of like the, the dynamic of the the Hunter household. So Verna wants to give Sean breakfast, a sticky bun, and a Flintstone vitamin. I used to take Flintstone vitamins. Like, come on now, legendary. <laughs> Yeah, um, she <laughs> she wants to microwave the sticky bun, but apparently there's something already in the microwave, and it's bills. Who keeps their, that? Seems like a fire hazard. Like of all the places to put your bills, microwave shouldn't be one of them. The place to hide it from your wife. But right? also, like, she use it. Not yeah. to like, not to like stereotype, but I do feel like a man would hide something in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I can use this. Let me put it in the oven, and you'd be like. That's not They'll never find it. Right. You don't put files in the dishwasher, honey. You can put dishes in there. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I did not feel like, I'm sorry. I just have to say, I did not feel like this was a very trailer park family. Oh, no. No. Interesting. What is, they're not trailer parkish enough for me. They like, how just, would they be more trailer? Like, how would you want them to be more trailer parkish? First of all, like, it was too nice in the trailer. I didn't even know it was a, tra- a trailer. It looked like a regular house to me. It was pretty okay. big. Yeah, it was, was room. It's like a triple wide. It is triple wide, but it was still too divided. Mm-hmm. The trailer part, I've been in trailers. It's all one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over I've been in trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's all one thing, and everybody was too jokey, jokey. When you live in a trailer, it's serious, okay? <laughs> no joking in the trailers. No parents are you out of the home in the morning to go to school. You just get up and you go to school, and your parents go to work. It's too. It was too fluffy. Oh, it was too like full house for you. Yeah. I see. It's too oh, like cutesy. Morning, they were talking in the morning in the trailer. It's not. Wait, are you allowed to laugh in the trailer though? <laughs> not a not in the morning. <laughs> I love these rules of trailers. No laughing. 
Did you live in a trailer? I have family who lived in a trailer. Okay. And you're not laughing in the morning. Okay. People I just want to make sure to work. that we have like accurate Contest. trailers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we don't like, want to offend yeah. all the trailer yeah. communities yeah. that you're allowed. You can laugh in your trailer, trailer community. Just, laugh, trailer. just not in the mornings. Not in the morning, like all the kids on his way to school, like, and then she's talking about the bills and the microwave. Mm -mm. Yeah, and poor Corey arrives at like the worst time. Everyone's fighting, um, and apparently everybody that lives in this trailer park has a southern accent, even though they're in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. A little sus, but you know. Um, and so they're all like, they're having this huge issue. Verna's working at a movie theater, but she's really upset because they don't have enough money to pay their bills. And even if when they do, Chet is like still not paying them because he's used to not paying his bills because they usually don't have the money. And I just love the line. I want to be normal, Chet. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like kind of sad. I was, was like, sad. Tim, yeah. I want you to be normal too, Verna. You should have that. Yeah. I feel like they should have said, who wants to be normal? That's true. It's boring. Like, yeah. stop trying to be normal. Yeah. But they want to laugh in the morning, so they have to, like, up but it a yeah, little bit. I don't be normal. Just be you. I don't like, let's just be normal. I want to be normal. Yeah. And I, I totally, like, agree with Verna, though, right? Like, she's the one who's working. And not only that, but she's also preparing breakfast and making sure Sean gets his vitamins. And she says that, you know, Chet, you need to get a job. We don't work. I work. I work like a pig. Like, <laughs> she's upset. I, I would be upset, too, Sarah, if I was the only one working in my household and providing for my family. Yeah, of course. I mean, Verna is working her butt off. Like she came back from her journey all across the United States and with expectations that things will be improved, but nothing has changed yet. And it's very frustrating. I mean, I feel as though this conversation could happen not in front of Sean and Corky. But um, it seems as though Verna does not care. I mean, when you're living in the trailer park, um, in the trailer, everybody has to. I guess it's like very, everyone's business is everyone's business. But um, they say, like, he wants to get, like, he's like, oh, I have to get, like, a nine-to-five job. Are you kidding me? Like, I guess I'll have to stop my dreams of scheming and actually settle down. His first pl uh, choice, though, was to move to Portugal which is the pearl diving capital of the world um, because under his special skills that you would put on his resume is that he can hold his breath underwater for four minutes, um, which seems like a viable skill. I would put it on my resume if I could do that. It's a good amount of time yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. And I love pearls. So <laughs> yeah actually sarah at first i wasn't so sure about this plan but the more that you talk the more i'm convinced this is what he should have done yeah it work okay. okay well hold on on tiktok oh, gosh. there is so many tiktok pages of people like okay like here's my big buckle of oysters i'm going to open up my oyster and see what kind of pearl i have and then like you show the pearl on tiktok and then now there's people that have like orders so it's like okay today i'm um I'm, I'm opening up nancy's pearl and let's see what you get nancy so if only this was 30 years later or 25 years later then we could have like check could have been like a tiktok star he would be a very good tiktoker he has a good voice for it I like that kind of content. Where is this at on TikTok? You we can need, look okay. Fix okay. It 
The so Sarah has, has this whole algorithm. On TikTok. My algorithm oh, is oh, unreal. TikTok. What is that? Okay. Number one, TikTok is fully convinced that I have curly hair because all I get is curly hair videos. Number two, I'm really into brick talk and now I'm in <sighs> pearl talk. Like the places that I go on TikTok is unbelievable. I don't understand how you're getting your algorithm to work so appropriately for you because on YouTube, the only ads I get are for like um, bras that are specifically made for like small chests. And I'm like, (laughs) I literally since the third grade have not had a small chest. So I don't know where they're getting this information from. Like I straight up buy bras from like Lane Bryant. They sell bras for larger chests. Yes. Nicole understands. Why are they sending me these ads? Lane Bryant makes some good bras. It's upsetting. It's like, I I wish. I get baby Instagram. I don't want a baby. That's the worst type to get. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Chet decides he needs to get a job. Um, And so we're now at school and we see these like three kids come up to like this milk and food. And we see like Sean and Corey and Topanga all standing there and they drink the milk and it spills all over them. They must have like cut into the side of the carton or something like that. Um, And Topanga, rightfully so, is annoyed because they're humiliating these kids who they were once. Right. They once were the little kids in the school. And now they're making this poor janitor have to mop it up. Um, but Sean says he's giving the janitor job security and he's helped the economy. And then shock of a lifetime, Chet walks out and he's the janitor. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's break it down. Let's be honest here. We're friends. Like if your parent decided to be the janitor at your school, would you be embarrassed? And is it okay? Elizabeth, you're up first. I would not be embarrassed. Um, I actually texted Nicole while we were watching this. We watched it separately, but together. Um, and I was like, my grandfather was a janitor at a hospital. And I I just always thought, well, someone's got to do it. Like, I respect mm-hmm. that you do that because I know it's not exactly something that you want to do. I've cleaned bathrooms before in my previous lives uh, working in restaurants. So... No, I definitely wouldn't be. And actually, I felt, I don't know. I I felt a lot of ways during this episode because I was like, did your dad really have to be the janitor for you to realize, like, your borderline dickish behavior? Like, can (laughs) I I can say that? Oh, oh, you can say all the curse words. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no, to answer your question, no. I If my dad or mother was, like, janitor, cafeteria person, whatever, I just would not have a problem Mm -hmm. with this at all. Me? I don't know. Do you- yeah, Nicole, you next. Um, no. No. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, like, I feel like it's a job. It's an honest job. Mm-hmm. You know, he's dead. they live in a trailer park also. And I mean, I'm not trying to, like, just continue to pounce on the trailer park aspect of things <laughs> because it's a home, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a home, yeah. Dad hadn't been working for a really long time. Right. He got a job. Let him work the job. Yeah. Like, and whoever has something to say about it, keep your mouth closed. Yeah. Dude, I really didn't like the doctor. And I don't want to skip ahead. The doctor's son, I have some words for him. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was teasing 
the guy about his dad being a janitor. I'm not going to skip ahead in yeah. the show. No, but yeah, I completely agree. That guy sucks. It's an honest work. It's an honest job. And somebody's got to do it. Like mm-hmm. you said, somebody's got to do it. Get mm-hmm. over it. Now, mm-hmm. I was so concerned about the fact that the dad was like an on-demand <laughs> janitor. I didn't like that. It was yeah. like, oh, I spilled something. Oh, let me there he is. Yeah. yeah, like that's not how janitors work in school. Yo, should the kids clamp throwing a mess a little bit? They really like, should take some responsibility for their actions. Janitor coming, you spill it, and you're like, oh, I spilled something, and the janitor's like, I'll get to it in a minute. Go to class. But, and then the janitor comes. You probably don't know this because you haven't watched the show much, mm-hmm. but the school is like one hallway and one class. <laughs> that's <laughs> all it is. He all you can, can see. Yeah, he can be he's on, on demand. Call. He's yeah. Because yeah. there's one hallway. Yeah. Exactly. J O D. Yeah. No, I agree. I think the only thing I would say that like I don't agree with Sean's behavior. I think like it's really rude and disrespectful. And on top of that, like it's really hurtful to Chet, who like hasn't had a job and he's make he's finally making an effort. Um were my like if and if I were Sean's age, I don't think it would have been as much like, oh my dad's gender, it's like a lowly job or anything. I think my embarrassment or concern would come more from the fact of like my parent is in school with me and like school is my domain and like home and work is their domain so I think like from that angle I could see it but I just I think for for uh Sean it is more of like oh a janitor is like a lowly job it isn't good enough um which sucks yeah, I mean, like, Corey went through the entire – the same thing when his dad was a um, supermarket manager, and we talked a lot about, like, sociology and prestige jobs earlier in the series yeah. and how that affects um, – I, I think that as an adult, I would understand, but when you're a kid – everything embarrasses you and like you know there's there's people that don't even want their parents to drop them off they have to drop off their kids like three blocks away or some bullshit like that yeah so like i feel as though like especially i don't know like as a kid that got picked on for literally everything when i was in school i feel like me like having another thing for someone to potentially pick on makes you different I think it would have like tormented me if like my parent was like it didn't matter if my parent was a teacher or the janitor. I think like the fact that like Jess said like that my parent was in school and it's another thing that somebody can else could possibly torment for. I don't know. I feel like it would like plague me. Mm-hmm. But um obviously Sean is acting like a big jerk in this episode. Um and we'll get more into that, but while that Alan and Eric are happily watching Mr. Mountain Man Ezekiel <laughs> sell all sorts of gizmos and gadgets that have to do with outdoor stuff. And he's like trying to sell all this like $700 worth of merchandise of like rock climbing <laughs> equipment to like a total goober. And, you know, it's like they, he convinces him and he's even he even goes as far as saying like, what's your name? He says his name is Edgar. And it's like, and you want to be Edgar all your life. (laughs) And Edgar says, you can get me out of this. Edgar. Poor Edgar. Talk about being like proud of who you are, Edgar. Also, you can be Eddie at any time. You can switch that up. You don't have to be Edgar. (laughs) Yes, that's an easy solution. You don't have to be Edgar for life. (laughs) Just Edgar. 
boots are not going to help that, Edgar. No. no, but Nicole, you're totally pro Mr. Mountain Man Ezekiel selling $700 of, uh, uh, yeah. 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 I, first of all, I like the big guy. I thought he was cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go to an outdoorsy store and I see him. I'm like, this is where I need to be. Yeah. He knows this, what he's talking about. He lives the life. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I was good with it. And I think you should sell people as much stuff as they'll buy. I have yeah. no moral issue with that. Yeah. I completely agree. I think if they're walking into the store, then they're looking to buy those things. He's not like approaching people on the street being like, you need this. If they want to put their like, first of all, you're selling them safety equipment. So you're keeping them safe. Secondly, yeah. if they want to put their life on the line rock climbing, well, that is up to them. <laughs> Let them do it. Yeah, I totally agree. I did have an issue with like, just they own a store right that's for outdoor stuff you Mm -hmm. assume that they would like people to do more outdoors activities Mm -hmm. so that might mean people who don't do that already who are interested in getting into it what's this judgment about like it's being irresponsible it's like why don't you let people make their own choices maybe (laughs) edgar in a year will be a great mountain climber we just don't know it yet that would be a plot twist like what happens if he has like so much untapped potential we don't know. And Ezekiel yeah. is helping him find it. He could right. be the next Ezekiel. There you go. <laughs> Edgar is, you know, Ed Ezekiel. <laughs> He's just a few letters away. Exactly. Ezekiel is such like an outdoors name. I love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it, it's a fabulous name. Um, so we're back to Sean being a whiny bitch about his dad being a janitor. <laughs> And Topanga's like, there's no shame in being a janitor. Like, it's an honest job. And Sean's like, he could have been anything. Why does he have to be a janitor? And Topanga, we love Topanga. She's amazing. She said, everybody needs a job. People will understand that. The bell rings. And then we have this little douche canoe being, like, so rude to Sean. I hate him. we've never We've never seen this kid before. And he comes in with, like, all the audacity, Elizabeth. No, I live for these characters. And this goes for Boy Meets World in any sitcom where you've never seen them before. You will never see them again. <laughs> but they come in and they're like, this is going to be my moment. And they just <laughs> yeah. all the audacity to just mess with our main characters. Like, it, I, I subtly live for that because I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Have your moment, Star Child, because you're never going to be on this show again. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sun. Yes. Yeah, I have a problem with him. Oh, no, he sucks. First of all, you're a doctor's son. Why are you at the public school? Oh, <laughs> And sitting on the desk being a bad kid. Yes. Private school being nice and not a bad kid. Being good. Why are you here sitting on the desk with a black t shirt on looking rough and you're the doctor's kid? You well, don't even need to be here. Yeah, I, that's what I would have said to him. Like, what are you? Why are you here? Why are your parents not being for private school? Yeah, that would have been my read. <laughs> yeah. First this, of all, this guy sucks. This kid's name is Doug. <laughs> what kid is bullying another kid? And your name is Doug. Doug Crandall. Doug. If you're Crandall. a Doug, automatic willies. Like. Automatic head and toilet. Automatic. What is it called? What's it again? We talked about it. Swirlies. Yes. Automatic swirly for you. Give him a wedgie. Be done with it. I have a very close friend named Doug and I do love him. So I feel like I cannot stand for this. (laughs) 
You can't, but I do love Dougie. <laughs> so, well, I technically, mean, he's a Dougie, not a Doug. So only because I can't seriously call him Doug all the time. It's a little much. <laughs> Jess, would you would you fuck a Doug Crandall? <sighs> I feel like Crandall even ruins it more than Doug. Like Crandall. Like it feels I, gross in my mouth. I think that's a big no for me. Yeah. He sucks. Um, and I just love Sean's insult. And I'm sorry, I love Sean. I love Sean dearly. But his insult is, I'm gonna punch your head off. I saw that. I heard that. I was that. like, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is yeah, this is diff- definitely like typical nineties family sitcom insult. I'm gonna punch your head off. Um yeah. Yeah. Scary. And so they stop down for a second so that Turner can assign them their next book, which they've read like 50 million books by this point in the semester, The Time Machine. So Chet has to bring the TV in because apparently that's also the janitor's job. Um, And I love the speaking of your dad, speaking of head off. Like, what is happening? Oh <laughs> I like actually, I rewind, I rewound that. I was like, did I? I must have missed sense. it. Yeah, I must have missed something there. No, I didn't. It made no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, And I think here's the thing. Like, Sean is supposed to be, like, a bad boy, right? Like, he's, like, the guy that grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. Like, he has, like, a, a little bit of a checkered past. You think he'd have a better insult than this? Thank you. I'm thinking, like, why is the doctor's son? Again. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on No, this. I love it. Why is the doctor's son messing with a trailer park kid? You know better. Like, don't play with me. I am from the trailer park. I will go crazy. Like, I will lose it in here. <laughs> Universe where a doctor's son should think it's okay. Don't look at me. I'm not agreeing with this. To, okay, whatever. To talk to a trailer park boy the way he did. It should be no. You you can't talk to me like that. I'm feeling a lot of like classism. Over I'm here. sorry, but like, yeah, if it's one thing the trailer park kid knows, it's don't talk to me any kind of way. Because oh, she's okay. So Nicole, you're saying that like Crandall should know better than to mess with Sean. This is Got Sean's it. fault, obviously. He's let too much slide. Oh, he's, no, he's not beat up enough people. Guy <laughs> should think no. it's okay to act like this. No, I, no, Crandall. I'll tell you who Crandall is because I may have dated him at some point. He is the guy whose parents have money. And so he gets into bad things and bad behavior because he doesn't he doesn't have that like pressure or anything. His parents don't discipline him. They get him out of it too. I'm sure they like donate money and immediately get him out of things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like he does not. He has no accountability. He does not care. Like number one candidate to be part of a college admissions scandal. Yeah. 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 So Crandall sucks. They get into a huge fist fight um, and they have to break it up. It's a whole thing. Um, And Sean gets sent to Feeney's office. uh, And Feeney, of course, is not surprised Sean's there. Um, And Sean turns the tables on Feeney and he's just like, you know, I'm upset that you hired my dad as a janitor. And Feeney says he never considered it would be awkward. I kind of don't believe that because I feel like even if your dad isn't a janitor, even if he's just a teacher or something else, like you have to know it's going to be awkward for the kid. Not that that's a reason not to hire them, but like it has to be a thought in your mind. Feeney is an educated man. He's a smart guy. He should know. Feeney's an obsessed man. Like he (laughs) thinks about these kids all day and all night. Yeah. Like married. 
Um, so he had a wife and she passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He never had kids or anything. He does have like a niece that we know of. Um, and probably by his mother shields. Family. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, uh, Feeney says that it's, if it's disruptive to his education, he'll reconsider Chet's employment, but he basically puts it all on Sean. He says, tell me what you'd like me to do and I will do that. And like, Sarah, huh. tell me this is not a classic Feeney con. It's a Feeney con if I ever saw it. Mm-hmm. He loves his long cons. Also, <laughs> by the way, this is a Halloween episode because there's Halloween posters everywhere. And on Feeney's desk, there's Halloween cards. What student is giving Feeney Halloween cards? And Elizabeth, tell me it's not Minkus. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it is. Um, yeah. So, like, Potentially Topanga. Oh, amazing. I could see it. I could see it because she cares. Right. I know they have this whole thing, but like, I do think she she's always the voice. I've just I stand her. So like, I could see it. I could see it. What does Topanga write in Feeney's Halloween card? Oh, man. She just signs it. (laughs) What is a Halloween card? Tell me what a Halloween card is. Look on Feeney's desk. Has Halloween cards. This if you, is nonsense. Give candy. What are you doing? Go to your local Walgreens. You will see Halloween cards. Oh my god! What it's ridiculous. like a plus, and you greeting? just sign it. What's the greeting? Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! <laughs> Happy Halloween! That's it. That's the whole thing. Oh boy! It's ridiculous. Happy Halloweeny! Oh wow! That was that was <laughs> right there. We We're going to so write that down for Halloween. <laughs> there Thank you go. You very Sarah's much. getting ready her social media for a few weeks from now. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Give somebody some candy. Exactly. Although Feeney probably wouldn't eat it because he's dating a dentist, so um, you, you know, he's he's strict on those teeth, probably. Um, but to see her. That's true. He's like got to get more cavities. <laughs> Um, so we're back in school and, uh, Corey is like covering the floor in paper towels because he's like terrified of making a mess because he doesn't want Chet to have to come clean it up. Um, and we get more of Doug Crandall, um, just basically telling this like really mean story about Chet. Um, and it like triggers Sean so much so that he immediately talks to Feeney and he's just like, and it was like five minutes later and he's just like, yeah, I don't, you need to fire my dad. Like, I'm not into this. It's like, all right. Sorry, no. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> go off. There's no universe where my kid needs to tell somebody to fire me. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right now. That's not going to be good. Do not get me fired. You want McDonald's? You want Zaxby's? Why are you trying to get me fired, dude? No way. <laughs> Boy meets world. This is the overall thing. Stay out of grown people's business. <laughs> Every character on it, all the little ones, stay out of grown people's business. Because why are you trying to get me fired? Well, he couldn't get you fired for that. Okay, but why are you talking to my boss? You have to like come up with another reason. Do not talk to, to my boss. That's one conversation. You, my child can talk to a lot of different people. But one person you do not need to talk to is my boss. Don't talk to them. No, 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 no. Why are you talking to them about my employment? That's a no-no. This is the whole, this is all I wanted to say about this show. I don't have nothing else to say. <laughs> 
drop the mic. That's it. The podcast is over now. No, no more talking about. You I have- I do agree with you though. Like it is pretty ridiculous. I think the whole thing with Feeny though is like this is a con, right? Like he knows that Sean is going to change his mind. Like he puts out the bait. Sean takes it easily. He's like, oh, easy. I can trap this kid in a trap. Uh, in a trap. And Feeny's like, okay, great. It's going to take a couple days to find a replacement. Just enough time for Sean to change his mind, basically. Um, and of course, we see Chet come out and he's like, who left this mess here? <laughs> and he starts cleaning it up. Um. So, yeah. And then we're back with uh, Mr. Ezekiel, who sold all of the rock climbing shoes. And Alan's feeling very guilty about it. <laughs> he says in his dreams, he's hearing people dying. And uh, when he's <laughs> when they're dying, he goes, you sold me these two virgin of death. <laughs> yeah, I don't he's know. got Go ahead, no Sarah. chill. It's just like, sell the shoes, kill the people. It's OK. That's how I feel, Elizabeth. Do you not feel similarly? Just let them die. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was just going to say. Like, I don't understand. Why are you in business then? I don't know. Like, sell something innocuous, like socks or pillows. Yeah. 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 Outdoor stuff. Because I have to assume, I mean, there there must also be more dangerous things here than just the rock climbing. Knives. There was a crossbow later. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that one? Well, usually there are guns sold at uh, wilderness supply stores as well. Hopefully they're not selling ammunition and stuff. I hope the Matthews don't sell any sort of rifles. I can't trust any of them. I'm assuming that they can't show it regardless, but having been in an outdoor store, like they do own guns. Yeah. So to have this weird guilt over like rock climbing stuff, stuff, it just did not did not vibe with me at all yeah it doesn't make much sense but poor alan he has a soft heart um and ezekiel has terrible news he got news from the hill country his mama has taken sick uh she sent word she wants him to come home and tend to her i just love the the wording that they have in this when eric when eric throws in the like hill people vernacular to use Ezekiel's words. I swooned. I was like, this guy, I love him. <laughs> he can you, adapt. You like, love a man that speaks multiple languages. Yes, I love a man. That <laughs> That's what they mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's worldly. Exactly. I was like, that. I love this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. do not worry because Ezekiel got his brother's youngster Lonnie to take his place yeah. and Alan uh, tries to puff up his chest and Eric's like I got this we don't know Lonnie we don't want Lonnie tell Lonnie to go back to where Lonnie came from and then Lonnie comes in and Lonnie is a very pretty girl in a very scandy outfit and it's like, Lonnie, so nice to see you, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Because if there's one thing that Eric loves, is it's the ladies. And we love Eric. He does love <laughs> like ladies, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, that's his thing. That is ladies. his thing. It's like every episode, that is his thing. Yeah, so Lonnie is now in, in the show uh, for right now. Which I do remember Lonnie. I do too. Um, Lonnie is probably the most um, memorable thing from the uh, from the outdoor wilderness store. Probably. Yeah. Um, We're back at the trailer and Sean is um, talking up, uh, talking to Verna about everything that happened with stupid Doug. Um, And Verna is like, well, did he leave the floor clean when you cleaned it up? 
Um, and Verna says she is so proud of him she could bust. For 20 years, they've lived on Chet's stories that aren't real. And now he finally has like a paycheck of something to contribute to the family. And like, I here's the thing. Verna pissed me off on her first episode ever. Like I was really harsh on her. Well deserved, I think. Um, but I like fully agree with her here. Like he earned money. He did a job and he did it well. He's not like slacking off. Like it's different if he's a janitor and he's not even doing his job. He's working hard and he's earning a paycheck. And I understand like Sean's a teenager. But still, like he's working hard. He's earning us money, Elizabeth. Like this is he did a good job. Yeah, and I know I don't want to like skip ahead, but Sarah, you mentioned like not wanting to get bullied or anything by um having your your parent be in school with you. But at the same time, I was thinking to myself, like I have my parents are both married still together and we were all we were all together, but they worked a lot. So I didn't always get to see them. And so I would actually sometimes be a little bit jealous of the kids that had their parents working at school because like, yeah, you, you have to see them, but then also you're driving in the morning with them. You're like spending more time with them. And that does come up in a little bit. And I just, I was thinking like, he's working hard. He's been away for like a year tracking down mm-hmm. murder. And now you're mad that he's here and working and paying bills. It just, it didn't vibe with me this, this episode. It was very hard to follow. I thought also that maybe his dad was taking the job to be with him. Well, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> It, no, it does come up, and you're yeah. right. Yeah, I think I made a no. I blocked out at that point, but <laughs> she was so angry. Enough. She was just like, "I'm done." After the doctor's guy, but or no, after he told the principal to fire his dad, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm done." <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like though his dad was saying like, "Yeah, it's not like I could probably do something else." But I'm not only am I doing a job, but I'm also being with my son. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of endearing. He's willing to do something that's not so glorious to be with his kid, to see his kid a little bit more than he normally would have. And I thought that was noble. Yeah, and not only that, but he has he gets a benefits package and he gets to be near Sean after he was away. Um, and I think the thing is, is like Sarah, that Sean thinks that this job feels degrading to Chet, but it doesn't at all. Like, I think mm-hmm. part of Sean obviously is upset because he's embarrassed himself, but he also thinks that like Chet hates it, but Chet doesn't yeah. hate it. Mm-mm. No, no, he really doesn't because I, f- especially because of the like, he comes home and his wife is so happy to see him yeah. and is proud of him. Like, I'm sure Chet hasn't heard that Verna's proud of him in like 20 years. Yeah. She even is like, let's have a saucy night. Like, Uh-oh. you know, I'm yeah. sure that hasn't happened in a while it's either. Steamy. So I'm sure that this is like very fulfilling for Chet. Of course he gets to see his son. Um, and he hasn't seen him in a while. So I think this is a big win for Chet. And he, he, he honestly, this, it, it feels like a win. And I think that this whole conversation, like, once Chet says, like, I'm happy, it changes Sean's mind so much so that the next morning he goes to school early, which is very shocking to Feeney. And he's like, cancel your meeting. Like, I he should stay. Like, can we make this happen? And Feeney's like, hmm, let me think on it. Yep, it's done. 
Feeny Khan, as always, he's like, I never even was going to, you know, I never even started the search for a new person. Um, and, uh, yeah, then we get more of stupid Crandall, but this time Sean one ups him and he gives Corey milk, knocks it out of his hand. And then when Chet comes out with the mop immediately, cause he's on demand, um, Sean just takes the mop and starts mopping himself. And I love the line of like, cause Chet says, you don't have to do that. And Sean says, I know I don't. And I know you don't either. As in like, this isn't a lowly thing. Like we could be doing other things, but you have a job and I'm proud of you. Like subtext. But I just I love that moment. I feel like that was a, a big win for the Hunter family. Yeah, this is um, a huge story arc this season. We um, are seeing this family come back together. Um, sadly, just before it gets ripped apart again by next season. Oh, yeah, oh no. Spoiler alert for Nicole. Oh, <laughs> She's no. going to watch the whole series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You can just Google it. Aww. Um, <laughs> well, I'll get there. You gotta listen. I'll listen to this. Listen show, to the so. show. Thank you. <laughs> don't don't watch it. Don't even. And if you ever hear a show called Girl Meets World, don't don't, don't even it. turn it on. Oh, I already decided I wasn't doing. Oh, that. Okay. I can't with that show. I'm not doing uh, yeah, um, so we we end the episode at back at the store where Lonnie is showing a crossbow to poor Leonard. <laughs> and uh, Eric is, of course, very attracted to Lonnie. And Eric says they should get to know each other. But she apparently grew up with a lot of brothers. And she starts punching him. And then she just, like, like hurts. Which was <laughs> very fun to watch. I like the, the end scene. I thought that was a cute one. I like the end scene, too. Mm-hmm. No, I like them both. I think, like... Like Verna, I also appreciate a man who will do a job he hates in order to just bring home money because I think there's something really noble about that. Um, And about knowing, like, hating your job, but you know you need to do it anyway. A lot of, yeah, well, it's very, or just like adult because there's women that do that too. I like when a man does it better. I mean, I I prefer men, so yeah, yeah, but, um, (laughs) and yeah, in the end scene, the only thing I had wrong with Lonnie. I mean, other than, like, Cher- Eric liked her, was also, so she grows up with, like, eight brothers or something. She does not have style like this. Like, I'm just- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's wearing hand-me-downs. Not- Where did it come She's from? She's not as sexy Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, no, she's wearing like a t-shirt and jeans. There's no way. I, I that was my one thing where I was like, yeah. okay, I like her, it's but no, it's like the yeah. unbelievable part of the show where it's like, I don't even know I'm adorable and cute, exactly. and it is like BS, Lonnie. Come on, I don't now. even know how to flirt. Uh, I've never flirted in my life. <laughs> like, Very oops, did I whip girl. my hair in your face? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I like this episode for like, I I mean, again, like I could take or leave the Lonnie storyline, but like, for me, it's more about the Hunter family. Like, I really like seeing that grow a little bit more. And uh, because we've like, a lot of it was on the sidelines when Chet was chasing Verna, it's kind of nice to get a follow up to that, I guess. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I I really liked this one as compared to the, the second one. (laughs) Well, let's get into the second episode after we have a quick ad break. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All righty. So, Boy Meets World, Season 4, Episode 7, Singled Out. Um, This was a wild one. This is probably one of our more wild episodes of Boy Meets World that we've seen thus far. Um, Obviously, first and foremost, Singled Out is a real MTV show um that was airing in the 90s on mtv and it is easily found on youtube so i watched an entire episode of singles out prior (laughs) to uh coming on to this podcast and yourself now i feel like i am a singled out aficionado was chris hartwig the the host yes Oh, my yes. gosh. The only thing that they did not include in this show, because I, I have to tell you, this episode was literally an episode of Singled Out. It was literally that. Was some kind the of format was exactly the same. Exactly the same. It was literally the game show on Boy Meets World. Yeah. The only thing that they did not have was Jenny McCarthy is a huge part of Singled Out. Well, thank from God they I didn't include tell. her. <laughs> What's wrong with Jenny McCarthy? <laughs> She's the worst. I like her. <laughs> Jessica. Oh. Now, Nicole, as a person. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with Jenny okay. McCarthy. Okay. Well, okay, let's break it down, Jessica. What is wrong with Jenny McCarthy? Is she's, am I getting this right? She's on Mass Singer, right? Is that I Jenny McCarthy? I, I would yes. never watch a show where people wear animal masks. Jenny McCarthy is one of the walls. She married yeah. one of the walls. She is. So she is on The Masked Singer, and she is a well-known anti-vaxxer, which is my issue with her. She's a little weird now. She's a little weird. Yeah, now. she's a little She's a little off in that department. But Jenny McCarthy is so cool. This is who you guys need to learn about. It's girls like what? Jenny McCarthy. Okay. Elizabeth has um, covered her face. Okay, now, okay, Nicole, please tell us what we don't know about Jenny McCarthy. Oh, no. Oh, no. All of, you need to learn about the girls from the 90s who were, like, cute, but spunky. But, she was spunky, all right, but and also, singles like, out. Outspoken, gritty, tomboyish, but sexy. This is what you need to know about. Jenny well, McCarthy was one of those girls. If she's an anti-vaxxer, she probably is she's, really spunky. She's just, <laughs> just no. going to say that. Back in the day, it was like Jenny McCarthy, Lala, Gwen Stefani, Eve. Like, these were the girls. I feel like you're putting people in a category of, like, cool girls. These well, are the girls. This is what this is who we are- need to be like. These girls were the bomb. They are yeah. more dynamic and special than the girls of today. I just feel like 
Gwen doesn't fit. Like she the other does. one, she was cool but with she's all like of them. in an A list. Like I know who she Eve is. Eve was A list. These other there, um, Lala and Jenna McCarthy were V V V. Uh, what is it called? MTV VMA. Yes. They were the girls. Okay, I'm sorry. If you guys don't like Jenny McCarthy and all of these girls, then you're not trying to be cool. Then we're not cool. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm not trying to be cool. (laughs) Sorry, just saying. Okay, so Jenny McCarthy was a 90s it girl, you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, did you watch Singled Out? Because I was watching uh, Real World, which they aired at around the same time, but I did not watch Singled Out. Did you ever no, watch I Singled watched, Out? I watched Real World religiously from the first season, but Singled Out wasn't really that good. It wasn't good. It was now, so bad that I literally thought they made this for the show. Okay. I don't know if I've been drinking drinking the Singled Out juice, but I love I the format of this, <laughs> of this show. Oh my God. I think you might you might be drinking the Kool Aid. No, like I'm in an alternate dimension you know, right now. The Bachelor, where people kissing each other in the mouth. Okay, I'm no, Let's we're not starting the Bachelor mouth. debate here. <laughs> um, I will you go on the Bachelor debate in the mouth, but you don't want to watch Singled Out, which is like a valid way to vet. Okay, stop. Okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Kissing them in the mouth. Okay, we've lost it. We've lost it. Okay. Sorry. No, I feel like this is so. This is true. Okay. So Ooh. first of all, we'll go quickly because we have like to go through. We're going to go through it again. But first of all, it's like the questions are like, do you want to party or do you like to stay in? But they like they put it in like a weird perspective. Like and you have to say like, oh, like I want to have somebody that parties. So then all the bitches that don't want to party leave. It's basically like, I don't know, plenty of fish where you're like answering questions and it narrows it down further and further and further. Can you imagine that this would be done online in any It's the same thing. I just think like it's not interesting. Like it's just not enough to keep me entertained. Like it was so bad that I thought I'm like, wow, they made this up for the show and it is awful like it's, it's so online dating. it's no. online dating okay it's online dating. but there's but no drama analog. elizabeth where is the drama in this where he just eliminates people like you need the tension you need them to like fight for him and i'm, I'm not an ad, you know advocating this but back in the day that was how it was done so what you guys might not know but need to know for the relevance of this conversation Nicole has an issue with kissing in the mouth. Oh, and Bachelor. On the in, bachelor. What do you mean in the mouth? They like, kiss each other in the mouth. They don't like even know. On the mouth? In or on the mouth? Mouth. It's nasty. Don't do that. In, wait, no. In or on the mouth? Like, are you talking about, like, tongues? Around, around the mouth. Mouth of a complete stranger that just gave you a rose. You're kissing it. So she she will not hear any. I agree with you, Jess. You do need drama. There's no drama on the show. I also did some research into Singled Out. I've been withholding this information. (laughs) One of the questions was like, would you rather him be a racehorse or jockey sized? And like, Mm -hmm. what I don't see on Tinder is where the guy puts his dick size. I know, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you you know, I don't lie anyway. Great point. Oh, you know what I learned recently? Um, we'll, we'll really earn the E today. I learned that a valuable way to measure if you wanted to find out if you're a jockey or a racehorse is under and not over or to the side. 
You gain like an extra inch if you measure under. Oh, measure your dick under? Yes. Well, of course, because it's longer there. I didn't know that. Nobody teaches you this. It's not like measuring their dick anyway. A lot of people. Well, for That's what? Normally how I measure. Jessica is a married woman, so we don't. She's not measuring. <laughs> I'm just saying, why are people measuring? Is that something you're measuring and like putting out in the world? Like, hi, hi, my name is Alex. I have an eight inch dick. Like, Jessica <laughs> hasn't dated in like Actually, a while. No, of course, hasn't dated in a while. Is that something yeah. that happens on Tinder? Yeah, you just don't get it anymore, Jessica. Like, obviously. Alex, 31, question. brown hair, likes long walks on the beach, eight inch dick. Right, exactly. What you don't know is that that's how people are sending their selfies these days is with a measuring tape. Oh, oh, that's gross. Have you actually got one of those? No, she's a she is a affianced. Is that a word? (laughs) Engaged. She is affianced. Okay, I don't think that's a word. She's engaged. Okay, let's get into this cracked out episode before we get too cracked out. Let's get through this. Okay, Eric is alone on a Saturday night because he is a loser and he can't get no dates anymore and he wants to be date college girls. Now, Nicole, you might not know this. He never tried in high school until his like last semester in high school and he didn't get into any colleges. So he instead of like, you know, taking like community courses or being like, you know, doing something, he is sitting at home and like complaining that he's not in college and doesn't get to date college girls. (laughs) That's his first problem. So he is on the TV and he sees an advertisement for Singled Out, who is coming to Philly. And it is a college edition of Singled Out, which, by the way, when the episode that I watched of Singled Out, the first contestant I saw was an 18-year-old girl. So I think they're all college edition versions, but nonetheless. Um, And he decides that he is going to apply to Beyond Singled Out. Meanwhile, a story that is very near to dear as someone who just survived a major surgery. Uh, no, kind of, but not really. Corey is getting a t- tonsillectomy um, at the hotel. At, not the hotel. God. At the hotel at a hospital. <laughs> this is the dumbest like, sh- B storyline. Jessica, it's so I just survived. Stupid. I just survived a parathyroid come out. I fell for Corey. Me and Corey are one and the same. He thinks he's going to disappear. He's going to vanish. This is so dumb. Jessica, Jessica, did I not tell you that you can have my plants in my will right before my surgery? (laughs) You said you didn't want it, but I I said your plants. (laughs) You said you didn't want it. Yeah. I think I marked a few things that I did want if you did die when I visited you. I said, I want this, this, and this. (laughs) Yeah, plants. <laughs> no, but not the not plants. The um, but also, Corey also said that he was afraid that his head was going to get sliced off. And did I not say that as someone that just had a neck surgery? So I, I really, I just yeah, got, but I a tonsillectomy is much less like invasive than what you had done anyway. Yeah, like okay. it's well, it's less serious. I felt I fell for Corey. He was scared. Oh, he's a big baby. But he, yeah, so he doesn't want to have his surgery. And Sean's scaring him with this story about a fifteen-year-old boy that vanished from the hospital. So uh And uh, blah blah blah. Topanga's like stop scaring him. Amy's like stop scaring Get him. <laughs> yeah, and everyone gets kicked out. Now back to Eric and singled out. Oh. Back in the day with casting, I guess you got a letter in the mail instead of a phone call. Who, who would have thought? How else would you get it? 
<laughs> Nicole's like, this is totally right. How else did you get it? I mean, an email? They had email then. They did not have email in 1996, oh, ma'am. Back. I didn't know. No, it was very. It wasn't real heavy email at the time. All right. Maybe they'd call. I feel like they'd call. A call's they real. Call. They would call. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Eric got accepted. Um, and it says, and please don't bring your negative, negative dad. <laughs> Which is be fun. Um, but Eric is now, it's an emergency. He needs okay. to talk to Fiend. No, but Elizabeth, this is an emergency. You know why this right now is an emergency. Because this is the first, first official call. Yep. Feeny call. Yeah. We've yeah. arrived. We yeah. have got, we have done four seasons and seven episodes without a Feeny call we've arrived We're this here. is now a thing now nicole doesn't know what a Feeny call is but this is the pretty much the biggest thing do you in think she'd World. know what a Feeny call is if she like heard the official like Feeny uh, call just just do a Feeny call okay i will try to attempt the Feeny call for nicole it's like Feeny, Feeny. does that sound familiar to you yes i recall him yeah. doing that the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the official one. Oh, very demeaning, but whatever. <laughs> it's a new era. It's a new, it's a turning point. He just point. says that and then yeah. Feeny comes out of nowhere. Yeah, well, like it, like, house. Yeah. Okay. like I dream a genie. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. So we have our first official Feeny call. I was floored. I could not believe it. I could not believe that we arrived here, but here we are. And Feeney comes out and Eric needs advice and he wants to know what school Feeney went to because there's no way that the casting directors would believe that he went to Harvard. So whatever school that you went to, Feeney, I will say that I went to. Um, no, I mean, Eric applied to like 100 schools. He can't recall any of the schools that he applied to, Elizabeth. Well, and I thought this was the beginning of a Feeney-Con because I was like, he's going <laughs> to tell him not to lie. And then eventually this will all come back, which I guess yeah, it does it kind not of does. in the way that like I expect a good Feeney moral lesson to come out, which to Jess's point makes me question like, was this some sort of weird crossover with singled out? Like what was even, what dimension what it felt like? Yeah. Yeah. It was very well, odd. Back in the day, they used to do real shows on shows. Ex expound. So like uh, Dorothy, from Golden Girls was on Jeopardy. She was saying like crossovers. Yeah, yeah they she do that was now. on Jeopardy. Like there were shows where people would actually be on game shows of the time. Yeah. Is that odd? No. Oh, okay, just make sure. Yeah, but either way, Feeney's like, I'm not gonna be a part of this deception. It doesn't end up mattering. Like it never really comes back to Feeney, which again feels like a bit like they dropped the ball when Feeney is usually like kind of the moral compass of the show. Um, but we're in the interview with Eric and this, the person from Singled Out, and he's like, I go to Harvard. And they're like, he's like, oh, the Philadelphia campus. They're like, they have a Philadelphia campus. He's like, they have six. <laughs> it's like, doesn't matter. You have great hair. You're in. Like, what is happening? Why do we even need this scene? <laughs> no, this whole episode was bonkers, but I did agree. He has great hair. Of course he does. Yeah. Great hair. No, we can move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Back in the hospital, uh, Corey. Okay, this also doesn't make sense to me. Corey gets dropped off at the hospital. Okay, mm -hmm. Alan has to leave because visiting hours are open or are closed. Sorry, they're over. 
Why did they drop him off at the hospital if his surgery isn't until the next day? You don't go to the hospital a day early. You go the morning of. That is so expensive, a night at the hospital. You are wasting thousands of dollars. Well, is that like a 90s thing? Can you give us the inflation on that? No, there's no way you should stay at the hospital overnight, even in the 90s, unnecessarily. And then also, like, it's my kid. Like, he's not a grown-up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna have to stay yes. there all night with him, but like, I'm not gonna want my kids to stay overnight at the hospital. If he's a minor, I feel like, yeah, you are allowed to have a parent with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before a surgery where he has to get put under, yeah. like, I'm gonna be there the morning of. Yeah, and he's worried, like Sarah said, they're gonna slip and cut off his head. Um, I, I'm relatable. It's relatable. Ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be scared of that too if I was him. I I was saying like I don't want to be um like roam in the hospital like haunting like, like nearly headless neck how did i know yeah. you were gonna say that because i made that joke like 20 times it's not funny anymore <laughs> um okay alan says do not worry um and then he's like this the best hospitals and the best doctors and sean's like but they have the worst security because he comes in in scrubs and he goes back on to the whole spiel that about the kid that vanished and i don't know he's just like torturing his best friend about this bs story yeah this is insane um sean is like oh gotta go uh gotta go deliver babies or something like i'm i'm a doctor now who where did he get these scrubs it, look, it was a crazy. This episode makes zero sense. <laughs> it feels like a fever dream, honestly. Yeah. It's like, did I? It's, it reminds me kind of, Sarah, and I don't mean to trigger you. It kind of reminds me of the Corey Wolf one. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Nicole, vibes, right? there was a whole episode where Corey became a werewolf, but it was just oh. a, um, it was just like a, um, a way to explain puberty. Because he's like, I'm growing hair in weird places. So it was just like their way of like explaining how puberty works, but as a werewolf. And that's like our worst tier Boy Meets World episode like <laughs> ever. Um, yeah. And it's this is almost as like out of body as the Corey Wolf episode. But we are at the Singled Out. And Singled Out is just one big party. Um, Chris Harwick is there. And Eric is the guys. So in the episode Wait, that I watched, what? In the episode you watched, were there men in angel costumes in their underwear? No, that didn't happen. Thank God. What was that? That would be the men that brought Eric in. So yeah, it was it was very strange. Yeah, that didn't happen. But there was like a girl section of fifty girls and a guy section of fifty guys. And first they came out with the girl and then they, the guys competed and then they came out with the guy and the guy, wait, the girl, first they came out with the girl, the guys competed, then the guy came out. Oh, they do both genders. That's good. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's half and half. It's like 15 minutes of girls, 15 minutes of guys. So Eric is the guy. So this would be like one half of the big episode, the 30 minute episode. And he talks about himself. He says that he has a, he's a junior at Harvard He's supposed to be a freshman in life, but he also has a GPA of 7.0. I'm not a scientist, but Elizabeth, how does this sound? Um, It sounds false, much like everything in this episode. It's (laughs) 
yeah, not possible. So yeah. I, Chris Hardwick doesn't care, I don't think. He just says like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, he does not care. So now we now it's time to play the game. The first round, there was like a chalkboard of different categories being like first date. The things that I saw were like, one was like legs, one was hair, one was like the categories were like, it's meant to deceive you. Like you're supposed to pick a category and not know what the questions are. So the first question was first date. Um, and then the the questions, the, for, the categories says first date, but the questions is, have you been naughty or nice? And Eric wants to pick naughty, but he accidentally picks nice. Now, there was no trickery like this in the real game. No. Uh, Chris, I was wondering. I yes, was wondering Chris Harwick is not trying to trick you in the game, but it is like a whole thing where it's like you have to pick one or the other and then all the naughty girls leave and then you're left with all the nice girls. The next thing is um, the next category is brains. So there's you have to choose Einstein or Beerstein. <laughs> and, <laughs> I just feel like... I mean, a normal, you know, um, I just, a normal, well-adjusted human being picks Einstein. But, saying. okay. Which one? Einstein. I'm like, a well-adjusted person is like Einstein. No, but the real question is, do you want a nerdy girl or do you want a fun girl? That's the real question. You can be both, speaking as somebody who most likely is both. Okay, not. Jessica, when have you ever partied? <laughs> Oh, it's very fair. Truth. Not often. Comes out. But I'm a good time. Einstein and Einstein at the same time. Yeah. Give me a, uh, excuse me. I have a drink. Give me a drink. Give me a book. Good to go. Okay. Well, he <laughs> wants to choose the party girls, but he accidentally keeps the smart girls, the brainiacs. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I don't know. So, th so then we get to the next round which um, we actually skip a segment because in the real show, there's a, a question segment where you can ask questions to the individual like final eight girls and you can like automatically kick somebody out. So if you're like, Nicole, how do you like to spend your Friday nights? Me? And then you answer. Like three glasses of Chardonnay and Bill Maher. So then I can automatically say, you're out and then you're totally out or I can say you stay and then you make it to the finals. <laughs> sure. So then we skip to the final round and then this is like my favorite thing. This is the pop quiz and this happened on the show. So the three finalists are on this like stepping stage and you ask questions. You have to like match things. So like you say, like, if there's a bad kisser, and I think that we should answer these questions, but if there's a bad kisser, would you dump them or train them? And you have to match the answers. And if you match the answers, you step forward like it's a big brother competition. Remember that, Jess? Remember that competition? The we end, that I will competition. say the end was the best part. Like this yeah. part of the – was the best part. Yeah. So now, Jessica, if you encountered a bad kisser, would you dump them or train them? How bad? 
How bad of a kisser are they? Like, are they like the episode of Sex in the City where the guy full on licks Charlotte's face? Because yeah. if that's what happens, it's an immediate dump. But if they're like, okay, not great, then train them. That's fine. It's not. A, it's you're not. not a you're not allowed to ask Chris Hardwick further oh, questions. Fine. I'll just say train them because I'm nice. Oh. I would train them. Of course you would. Uh, I would dump them. <laughs> and Nicole. <laughs> um do you, uh a guy who listens or is picturing you naked or is is it is it do you like a guy better who listens or and is sensitive or pictures you naked yeah, i don't sensitive or naked basically like are they more sensitive or are they picturing you naked they're not exactly opposites but you know who? I would rather have someone who is sensitive than who's picturing me naked. <laughs> who's uh, who in that instance is is choosing like what girl is like? Yes, I'd rather a guy that like pictures me naked than is yeah. sensitive. Someone that looks better naked than they do like yeah. personality. Yeah. Yeah. I want a misogynist. Please sign me up. I have nothing else to offer. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the last question, we can we don't have to answer that one. The last question is what's the best way to wake up with a steamy hot cocoa or a steamy hot shower for two? Uh Eric answers cocoa, but um if somebody got into the shower, I wouldn't say no. That's my answer to that. Anybody. <laughs> if if any, I mean anybody. Just anybody. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> um, I, I think, don't know this about her. I think you know what my answer is. The shower. Of course. Ah, of course it is. is. <laughs> I don't know. As if you're picking Coco. <laughs> <laughs> she has got your number, Nicole. Yeah, well, <laughs> let me tell you this one. I do like the shower because I don't really like Coco. But my other point with this, why are we asking this question on this show? This is a family show. No. Shit 90 shows oh, taught me. Oh, no, I'm world. world. I'm a <laughs> family show. My <laughs> goodness. I had in my notes. I said, bro, this is a very suggestive question. Yeah. No, clearly To you. be asking on the uh, family show. Kids shows were different in the 90s. You could get away with this. I guess this is when it started, huh? Yeah. And yes, also, I think that the show, this show does a good job of, like, growing with its audience. So, like, by the time that, like, kids were watching this, they're Sean and Corey's age, more or less, right? Oh, like, they're okay. in that te- yeah. adolescent teen phase. So, it's not, like, as scandalous when you think about it that way. And that's what people were talking, y'all were doing, talking about Oh, my that. God, yeah. I, I remember when the song It Wasn't Me came out. And I did not know. I remember singing it and not knowing what it was about. Which one? The like shaggy one. Like it wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't, oh. me on the sofa. wasn't me. I had no idea like what was going on, but I was singing it. Okay. I mean, didn't like the thong song rule our lives for like three oh, yeah. years. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, singing the thong song before you even owned your first thong like yeah. is that not what we're yeah, okay. doing thong, 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 thong. so yeah i'm gonna take the shower yeah, yeah jessica I, mean, I don't wake up with cocoa i'm a coffee drinker so yeah not cocoa thank you okay yeah. brilliant so um he gets a girl uh, this nice little blonde girl, Lisa Thurman, they get a night out in the town. Um, No, they will see the historic sites of Philadelphia and go to Chubby's. 
of all the dinner oh, establishments. Literally, they have dandelions on the table as centerpieces. What is happening here? Is that no, but we knew they were going to end up at Chubby's. I know, yeah. but this is nonsense. Get them a nice dinner. Come on. Now, I do want to say one last, uh, well, a couple more things about Singled Out. Number one, the first half of the show, the winners got a dinner out. The second half of the show, the winners got skydiving. It's like, one does not equal the same thing. <laughs> um, also, I found an article titled Chris Harwick Roast Appearance on His Boy Meets World episode. Um, so he says <laughs> on his Instagram, he said, it's always fun when this classic piece of television airs. And I get a million tweets like, hey, like, what were you doing on Boy Meets World? This was the singled out crossover episode with a oddly absent Jenny McCarthy, who is way more identifiable with our show than I was. One of the main premises being that Will Friedle and I look similar in that white guy sort of way. I tagged myself so you know which white guy is me. The hair, the hair drapes, I can explain. It was the 90s. The I just murdered a hobo clown behind Circus Circus and took his pants. I have no excuse for <laughs> it. still cracks me up when people say I've been watching you since the old days. G4, not realizing that this is a Paleozoic time. I hosted a dating show on MTV, a channel at one time that actually played popular songs set to quirky short films. So uh, that was a hot, a hot post by Chris Harwick. It was a crossover episode and he cannot explain uh much of it and sarah can i just say like i had to confront a lot of things about myself watching this because as explained i did have a crush on eric later in my life i would develop a crush on chris hardwick so to see <laughs> now wow. side by side it's, that's what i'm saying i had to like i had to confront what's happening when she has a type she yeah. has a type now, the hair for me on Chris was not it, but I was also like, I guess I do look alike. Like what we yeah. need to, you know, it was a mirror moment where I was looking back at myself. Yeah. Like what, what's going on here? It's amazing. <laughs> that is um, incredible. <laughs> 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 oh, like, a list of things I didn't expect to come up today. <laughs> Actually, yeah, like I have like literally this little collage of the men that I find attractive and I showed it to my friends once and they're like, Sarah, they're literally the same person. And I was like, no, no, they're, they're different, so different. But I'll have to show you guys. They all have curly really, hair. They're literally the same person. It's like divergence, right? There's like pods of people and they just all look exactly and the somehow i find all of them yeah. attractive <laughs> like idris elba and all those guys and then like apparently eric and all those guys yeah it's a whole mosaic of men Spectrum. oh my gosh it. uh so it's operating time and now like everybody is surrounding Corey and they're seeing him off and he's getting a sedative and he's whining about it yeah and Feeney's there because apparently Corey told him he had to come and Feeney's like closer and I love Feeney being like I'm close enough thank you yeah. <laughs> protect your peace Feeney um and Corey says he needs to make peace with him he's gonna make things right there's a key and it opens an airport locker all my homework from the last five years will be in there I'm actually a brilliant student and I love Feeney immediately what is the capital of <laughs> doesn't know <laughs> and they come to take Corey away um and this is when we get 
Um, like again, as if this episode wasn't weird enough. <laughs> this one's bad. This dream, and it's the guy from the dog show. I can't remember his name. Sarah, do you know his name? Nicole, do you know? Someone knows his name. I watch him all the time, but I don't know his name. Oh, the gray-haired guy. It's the gray-haired guy from the dog show. Everybody knows this guy. Dog show. Yeah. But he was on another show, wasn't he? On this like- was the most weirdest segment or yes. vignette or whatever. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? What is this show y'all got me watching? Yeah. So basically, it's like Corey has vanished. His bed is empty because the 15-year-old boy is not in it. His parents are grief-stricken. And it's like they just keep saying, he disappeared. He vanished. Uh, And then, of course, Sean is there. And he says, of course, he vanished. He went to the fourth dimension. I have to go sew a guy's head back on. Feeney ends up finding all his homework. Such insight. How could I have doubted him? But it's obviously all a ridiculous dream. This was... A very strange segment. Fucking bonkers. Uh, his name is John O'Hurley. Um, he was in literally everything. Yeah, he's but, in a ton of stuff. Yeah, like ev- like literally everything in the galaxy he was in. Um, yeah, this was really cracked out. I honestly, I it was it reminded me of when they had the ice skater uh, dream how like out of body that was um i'm so sorry nicole i don't i don't know i, I don't know how <laughs> this happened <laughs> well, so i feel like this is a theme with this show it's like two completely different situations happening well it's an a plot and that's how but shows normally work. they have some connectivity yeah what sometimes they connect back together um, like the first one was about jobs i got it right it's about jobs Okay, the first one, the, the janitor dad. Yep. I'm sorry, I don't know how you're doing it, but the janitor dad was about jobs. This one, there's not none of that happened. Well, I'm assuming they they planned a crossover, and then they were like, "What are we gonna do for the storyline B?" Because it's an ensemble. Like, even though Corey and Topanga and Sean are like really the the main yeah. focus still an ensemble what was the connection no there isn't and that's this happens sometimes and sarah and i will completely say like storyline b feels like they had a last they need a last minute storyline and they're like let's do this shove it in put it out the door good to go this is how we visualize it like they have a wall of stickies and they're like okay we have this sticky and this is storyline a crap what storyline b it's like oh this sticky sticky looks good we'll just put the sticky over here yeah right and that's yeah. and it feels like that sometimes the best episodes do have like a connective thread or like a moral of the story. Like the best episodes of Boy Meets World have that and they do it very well. But the yeah. worst episodes like this one do it awful. It, it just feels yeah. so off the wall. And like, where did they come up with this? And it very much feels like, OK, we have this crossover event. What's a quick hit storyline that we could do okay Tori uh, maybe maybe even Ben Savage was like my throat hurts today <laughs> like, right. tonsils out. <laughs> get his tonsils taken out that's it oh my gosh yeah. so um we have Eric, Eric is at Chubby's <laughs> and they're like you know they're struggling because like they're both like impressed by the other one like oh you go to Harvard like you go Columbia um and they're talking about like how they're really embarrassed on the show Yada yada yada. They're realizing that they kind of have like a lot in common in in the sense of like kind of like how they relate to each other and how they like respond or reacted to like all these shenanigans. Like they seem like they are actually do have chemistry uh, aside from the lie. Um, And they kind of 
eventually she admits that she lied and she doesn't really go to Columbia. She just couldn't get into any of the colleges. And he says, um, you know what? I'm the liar. I am the same way. I have the same issue. And, you know, instead of like them being like, oh, how one of them be like, how dare you lie when they did the same exact thing? They actually were like, wow, we're like really are meant for each other. Look at this. Two liars in love. Except I love it. We're never going to see her again. I guarantee it. Yeah, probably not. But right. I was just going to ask you guys that. Like, I don't remember. Oh, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't remember her. So I doubt she comes back for a second episode. There's no reason they should have been happy with that. <laughs> I think that's actually the best. I was thinking like she she must have lied. That's the best scenario because when do you tell them that you lied? Yeah. But both of y'all are sitting here, couldn't get in college, and you're lying on a show. Who from- you both need to go back home, call the therapist, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And work on yourself. But who from? Not look. I went to a state college. Okay. And it was a party school, so I'm not here to throw shade at any college but who from like an ivy league goes on single out nobody exactly that's not so a like, junior yeah. that with he's a 7.0 of all he's things good with the women <laughs> yeah. 7.0 yeah but i'm like if you both couldn't go to school and then you both lied to get on the show that's not a good match well it actually is a great it worked out great that's not a very functional couple i don't like that couple. well hence why they don't last together you know, okay. yeah that's why we never see her again no she does she never comes back no. this actress is bridget flannery and she was on sweet valley high which we kind of talk about on our dawson's creek podcast mm-hmm. and she also played this girl named jill on sabrina the teenage witch not the new one but the old one which i know that um that you, Nicole, are a fan-ish of the old one, right? Much better than the new one. Definitely more than the, more than new, the new one. I've seen enough. <laughs> seen enough of it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did listen I to... Sweet Valley High. Like, I, I actually have read all of Sweet Valley High. <gasps> yes, because it's a book, too. Oh, it's the best. It was First, it was the book, and it was yes. the best books. Yeah. Would you? I want to be a Sweet Valley High twin. I just want to be a twin, actually. Oh my God. You don't want to be a twin. I do want to be a twin. You want to share your birthday with somebody? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you don't. (laughs) You actually don't, though. See that silence? That's confirmation. Thank you. No further questions, Your Honor. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I take it back. I just want to be a hot blonde twin. There you go. Yeah. Then you wouldn't mind sharing your birthday. Okay. Well, no, I don't want to share any birthdays. <laughs> so, uh, no, we don't see you ever again. They are both pathetic, uh, pathetic towny liars, and they decide to go cut the classes they don't have and go see a movie. Um, yeah. Whatever. We'll them. never see you again. Yeah. Unlike Corey, who's seeing five of Topanga, and he would walk anywhere for soup. Okay. Yeah. Why would you walk anywhere for soup? I don't know. I don't know. They got, um, he wanted, she, he could have had sherbet, lime sherbet perhaps, but Ugh, nope. No one likes um, and then, yeah, Sean comes in. He doesn't see Corey in the hospital bed. He thinks his friend is missing. And then we get some weird, like, evaporation. We are okay. back to, like, the season one shenanigans where they're like, we yeah. found time travel. And we're like, what the hell are we watching? <laughs> and now, again, he, like, starts to, like, disappear. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, if Corey and Topanga see him, he suddenly won't disappear. Elizabeth, what is this nonsense? What are we watching? No, I don't know. Um, I 
I had to really retcon in my own brain what was happening. So I guess my like symbolic interpretation of this as an art form was that he <laughs> believes that he is disappearing and that's what we're seeing reflected through his eyes. I have to approach it from this sort of mentality because of wow. so bonkers. It makes no sense. I I love how you're so avant-garde. No. <laughs> pushed, I can be. Yeah. Um, what actually felt like a, a borderline crime to me is this <laughs> thing that yeah. Ben Savage does sometimes where he like, that's Corey, right? I forgot. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where he like, he takes on this like, I don't want to say accent, but he like talks like he's from the 1930s. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Like, like an he's old man. And I hate, he, he does it at times, and I don't like it whenever it happens. Very funny. I would do anything for soup. And I'm like, I, <laughs> yeah. Topanga and her four sisters are taking me for some soup. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough this episode. You guys have pushed me guy. too far. I'm <laughs> looking for interpretive art here now. This is, you cannot know. I kind of lost love it. that we chose such yeah. bad episodes for them to watch, honestly. Like, I'm kind of <laughs> loving that we did that to them. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel I feel awful. I feel I feel terrible. I, love I mean, it. I feel as though like we have been saying all season four. This is the best season of Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. It's so good. There's so many heavy hitters. Now we have Nicole. That's like this show is the dumbest shit we've ever seen. And did you see those kids at the trailer park? They're too happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying. Yeah. You know, what hurt me more is that. Um, I have my tonsils. This is a huge admission. So get ready. Wow. And I attempted to get them removed for the longest time because I have very bad allergies. And mm. so sometimes it can be a problem. And I keep getting denied. Apparently, they will only do it as an adult if it's like an actual. Oh, it's like more. Well, wow. Because yeah, uh, at this point, you know, the, the recuperation process is a lot harder. Um, all this to say, I, I was also watching this one, like, Corey, this is, this is not a problem yeah. for you. Be happy, Corey. <laughs> you can get your tonsils from <laughs> I was like, you know, Don, your dad has a job. Corey, you're losing your tonsils. These are not problems. Everyone yeah. needs to stop. It's like, we hate the kids this, uh, these yeah. episodes. Too mm-hmm. rough. Kids these kids, days. The kids suck. Any, yeah. any, any, any other thoughts um, about janitor, dad, or singled out? Kids not being kids. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Kids are old. They're not they're old. old. They're still kids. They're, they're like 15, I, I don't 15. care. They're not paying their own bills. You get your tonsils taken out when I say to get them taken out. <laughs> don't mess up my janitor job. <laughs> don't you dare. I can only imagine, Sarah, what Nicole would have to say about Dawson's Creek. Oh, uh, Nicole, we're going to have to get you on about Dawson's <laughs> Creek. She would hate it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's no. Do she it. would be like, what are these kids doing? <laughs> the, music, it's like, the music is too it's emo like you, for me. I can't do it. Yeah. It's like you've never seen a show about children ever. I don't like, like children. First of all, I don't want to see them in shows. I like grown-ups. Yeah. Now, now old like, people. You never saw, we just talked about like Teen Witch. She wasn't doing grown-up shit there? No, she was staying in a child's place. I like that one. It's like... <laughs> But but although they rapped and they had no teen witches should be rapping. 
They were not staying. Oh, God, no. Have you ever seen Teen Witch Dress? No. And now it sounds like I never want to. It's um, it's actually a 1989 movie, so now we can't. Oh, it's too bad. We can't cover it. Congrats. (laughs) Actually, an excellent movie. But us, but also her. Stop trying to do like. Just See, that's what I'm saying. It's, Being a kid. No, it's what you like. Then it's entertaining. It's if you true. don't like it, then they need to be kids. That's oh fine. Um, well, Sarah, should we do some kid shit? I was going to say, should we get into the fashion hour of yeah. it all? So, so yeah, Sarah, explain to them what fashion hour is while I pull up my screen here. Oh, you're sharing the screen. Look at you. Okay, cool. Um, so we have two fashion awards on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. We have the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit because who is more infamous and um a fashion and 90s fashion icon than Rachel Green herself? And the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness, because there is nobody else more timeless than Paul Rudd. So um our first award is are you able to share the screen ma'am you need to accept that i can do it i don't know how to do that i'll share the screen (laughs) um sarah's gonna share the screen so yeah our first award is the uh is the rachel green award and sarah's gonna pull up the first nominee right here my first nominee is topanga and this is from the janitor dad episode topanga is wearing a corduroy brown jacket with a short corduroy button-down mini skirt she is wearing a orange button-down shirt that is collared and has some sort of suspicious texture on it um i will note that she has some adorable little brown black loafers and um most noteworthy i would like to point out her hair that is in a half up half down style and the two little front pieces that is so popular even today but this is the 90s um award so it's it was popular back then um elizabeth what do you think of topanga's outfit here I mean, I I do think it's timeless. Like, I, I think this. Well, this I, is the Rachel Green Awards of the most nineties. <laughs> it can't be timeless. It, I think I think it's not. Uh, it's not that nineties, and that I feel like oh. I've seen people wearing this. Like it does oh. in that era, but I feel like I saw someone walking around the grocery store in this the other day. So it's hard to say. I, it is very nineties, though. Um, Nicole, what do you think about Topanga's outfit? Do you think that I made a mistake? You can say so. No, this is this is a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't you don't you think this is like pure nineties? I mean, this is real. This is giving me nineties like hardcore right here. The corduroy. It's the corduroy. It's the corduroy. It's the set of it all. Yeah, the matching set. It's the matching set of it all, and it's the loafer. Is does the loafer have a heel? It does. Okay. We have we have a heel because there was a big. If there's a big chunky heel, yep. The loafer, I'm all in. I would have worn this. I would. I love a loafer with a thick heel. Yeah, they're coming back too. Um, I good old chunky heel. Yeah, thing missing from this, like I would freak this with some tights, like that mm. would been more nineties, or some socks above the knee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can yeah. see it. Yeah, I think anything corduroy is like extremely nineties. I used to love corduroy. The noise it made when you walked, I just I can hear it in my head. Um, I love this outfit. I love like a matching set piece from Topanga, and I love her hair in like a half up uh situation because it's rare that it's like that. 
Yeah. I really like I it. It looks really cute. Next up is um, Eric. And this is his first ever Feeny call outfit. We have to commemorate it. But he is like totally like country club chic in this outfit. We have a white shirt underneath a like chambray denim light blue shirt we have some khakis and a black belt and his hair is very swoopy very 90s um jess what do you think of eric's outfit he's looking very preppy today one thing to say about this outfit that makes it 90s and that word is khakis yeah khaki 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 love uh nicole what do you think about this outfit um, I feel like he's giving us like job interview <laughs> sheet. Like he doesn't dress like this normally. No, but he has something to do. This is the outfit he puts on when he has to do it. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth, would you? Oh, excuse me. What the were you saying? Shirt underneath is yeah. giving me like I'm not used to dressing like this. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, would you marry this man in this outfit? Um, I would take him to a tailor because the fit on this outfit <laughs> is very 90s in that I cannot find his body. Um, yeah, I would absolutely marry Eric in any outfit. How's the hair situation looking? Gorgeous. You Gorgeous. Can't, I mean, the guy, his hair is beautiful. Very swoopy. My last nomination is uh, the singled out winner. I think her name is Laura, but we have um, talking about tights, Nicole. We have a tights look. This is a short sleeve turtleneck that is a light baby blue, a short blue, maybe a denim, maybe more corduroy, corduroy uh, mini skirt, more heeled loafers. Uh, there, we, we, I, I mean. We joke that if there is a turtleneck, I will be uh, I was going, just going to say that. If there is like, a turtleneck on a show, Sarah yeah. will hunt it down and post yeah. it on the fashion yeah. hour. So yeah, yeah. But um, uh, what, what, Elizabeth, what do you think about this this little number? I mean, this one, this is it for me. Um, I, I love the duality of imagining that there are people out there whose necks are super cold while their arms are very cold. <laughs> um, and I and I just think like I could not see this. like this I'm not seeing out ever again. Like this has a very specific time and it lives in this episode, yeah. the bonkers episode. <laughs> uh Nicole, what do you what do you think about this outfit? Do you think her arms are cold? I'm feeling bad because I actually would wear this. <laughs> You have. Yeah. (laughs) This is actually how I dress when I'm dressing. You've got one even better because I think it has. Yeah, I have a sleeveless turtleneck. How did you know that? I do too. I have a sleeveless turtleneck too. I don't understand this. This is like a cropped sweatshirt. Why do they exist? Uh, we I don't like know. We don't know. I love that look too. I don't know. You're hitting all the cylinders for me. Uh, a, a a soft like nice merino or cashmere short sleeve sweater turtleneck with a skirt and some tights and some boots like this is you don't like this look like this it's is actually look. it's not fashion hour anymore it's nicole's closet yeah this is, <laughs> nicole's going shopping i'm kind of stuck in the 90s because literally like i think this is a sexy outfit 
And I would definitely put this on to go like on a date or even to work when I need to get some things done that day. Yeah. I, I liked it. Jess, uh, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, you know me. I'm not like a huge fan of turtlenecks. Ugh. I mean, I like the combo of like a mini skirt with tights. I'm not a big loafer person, actually, though. I really prefer like a boot to a loafer. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I've ever worn a loafer in my life, to be honest. Um, but I like I like the outfit. Like, I think it's a cute outfit. I think it all matches. It all goes well together. Um, but does. now we have the very tough decision of deciding which character is going to win the Rachel Green Award this episode. So is it Laura, Eric, or... Or Topanga. Elizabeth, where is your vote going? Yeah, it's for it's for Laura, right? Yeah, because um, it's definitely not Topanga or Eric. Mm. It can't be. Nicole, what about you? Topanga all the way. Yeah, Ooh. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the tie here. I'm going to side with Nicole. I think Topanga's <gasps> outfit, the corduroy gets me. I think I have to choose it. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, if I got a vote, I would have voted for Laura. Of course, because she's wearing a turtleneck. I don't get a vote in this situation. (laughs) So congratulations to Panga on winning the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit this week. Next up is the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. My first nomination is Sean. Sean is wearing a leather jacket. What's more timeless than a leather jacket? We have some brown pants. I don't know. I was just feeling a vibe. Maybe he's alternative. Maybe he lives in Brooklyn. I don't really know, but he's trendy and I love that for him. Jess, what do you think about this outfit from Sean? I really hate when people put brown and black together. It is like oh. one of my pet peeves. It's not my thing. Um, but I, I I, mean, Sean in a leather jacket is just like classic Sean. This is the Sean we're used to. Very happy. He's not wearing some hideous pattern or some bowling shirt like Hawaiian he usually is. Yeah. Hawaiian shirts. He, yeah, Nicole, he usually wears Hawaiian shirts. Can you believe it? Yeah. yeah, his hair looks great this episode. I mean, I like this outfit despite having brown and black together. Nicole, what do you think about this outfit? Wow, Jess. I thought we were vibing. <laughs> I love brown and black together. <laughs> Damn. I like, I like brown and black. Like, brown and black is classic to me, like black and navy blue to me. Like, I like that. Oh, I like black and navy blue together. Yeah, I can I see like that. that kind of combination. And I also feel like this is very 90s because, like, the sleeve is over his hand. And everything was kind of big at the time. Yeah. So I like it. And Elizabeth, any, what are your comments on this outfit? So, you know, I mean, I think fit's going to be an issue with all the men just yeah. because of the time. So disregarding that, um, especially with his beautiful locks of hair, I feel like I have seen Sean on TikTok recently. Like he's mm-hmm. giving me major e-boy vibes. Ooh. So as far as being timeless, I don't know. This is I feel like this is a good this is a this is a good one. We'll have to see the others. A good luck. Next up, I'm thinking like maybe we'll she's well, we would see this girl at Coachella. We have Lonnie. Lonnie is wearing a fringe, like cowboy-esque jacket that is like suede fringe she's wearing a cropped and tied plaid shirt that is uh shows a lot of midriff the shorts i do want to say is frayed at the bottom which i feel like is very stylish and can be bought today mm-hmm. um nicole what do you think about lonnie's outfit you know i tend to like a little extra sexiness Mm-hmm. I feel a little naked sometimes. Are you, 
Says the turtleneck queen. I mean, okay, <laughs> sure. I love it. The juxtaposition. I don't really like Lonnie's look though. It's not giving me nineties. It's not even giving me like. This is timeless. Okay, this is timeless. This is not timeless to me. This is like costuming. But she she's going to Coachella. She's I don't know. I know, but even doing the things that kids do. More sad than this to me. Like the jacket's got to go. Like maybe Mm -hmm. her could be different. It's just giving costume. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, uh, is this a dump on uh, Lonnie? Yeah, I hate Fringe. I really do. I can't stand Fringe. It's like very old cowboy western to me, and I just think it's hideous. I don't like it. Um, mm. I think like the shorts you obviously very much could see. I, I They do give me Coachella vibes. I do think the top just looks like... Lonnie one day was on a picnic and was yeah. just like, I'm going to shred this up and tie yeah. it up as a top. And the pigtails are just a bit, it's like overdone to me, right? Like she's leaning way hard into like that. I'm naive. I'm Lonnie. I don't know I'm cute. Um, oh. And it's honestly irritating. I just realized that she's wearing two different shirts in uh, uh, yeah. the And pictures. yet they both look like picnic blankets. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, any last thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think Jess hit it on the head. It That was my first thought, too, is she took a, an odd, you know, country-style tablecloth and decided to make a shirt, which could be how it works in the hill country. I don't know, and I don't want to discriminate. <laughs> um, the fringe, I actually like the fringe. It works for me now, like you're saying. gives me mad festival vibes, but... Uh, the pigtails in the shirt kill this for me. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I'm I'm feeling some shame here. Let's move on to <laughs> Zaddy Allen. Yes. I love Zaddy Allen. Zaddy Allen is wearing a black shirt. He's wearing a flannel black and white plaid shirt that I love. A black like jean jacket. Like hello, Zaddy Allen. Uh, ignore the lights, the light pants, but like. So is life. And I feel like his hair is looking good. Like, Elizabeth, how is Zaddy Allen looking today? No, he's looking like he's not a snack. He's the whole meal. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yes. um, and I definitely think that this, you know, denim jackets are back in. Flannel's definitely in. It's fall. I mean, I could see this on the streets and he looks good in it. So I've got no comment. Yeah, Nicole, what do you think about Zaddy Allen? I like Zaddy. <laughs> I like his look. He looks cute. I like this outfit. I think you could wear this today. Um, I'm feeling it. And Jessica, what do we think about Alan today? I agree with Elizabeth. Full snack material. I think the one like tiny, tiny thing is like the jacket is a bit too big on him. Like a size smaller would work. But this is like... This is a dad look. He's going to put on his flannel. He's going to like, it's almost like a black car hurt. It kind of gives me those vibes of like, I'm going to go do my outdoor work and be all rugged and sexy, Alan. And like, remember when he fixed the sink and we swooned? Yeah. That is how I feel. It's like, fix that sink, Alan. When Um, he fixed that sink, it it was kind of the best day of my life. It really was. Five stars, Alan. Five stars. I've been chasing that high ever since. Exactly. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's let's vote. Um, Nicole, who is your winner today for the uh, Paul Red Certificate of Timelessness Award? Mm-hmm. We have Sean. We have uh, Lonnie, which no one will vote for, <laughs> and we have Alan. I'm going with Alan. 
Amazing. And Jessica, where does your vote go? Oh, stack those votes on Alan, baby. And Elizabeth, let's just uh, let's just put the cherry on top. Who are you voting for? Yeah, it's a unanimous Alan. Woohoo. Okay. So congratulations to Topanga and to Alan for winning our two fashion awards today. Thank you guys so much for participating in our fashion awards. It is the highest of prestigious honors. So uh, whenever we have people participate, it's always fun. Um, And thank you so much for coming on. It was amazing having you both here. So much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It was like it was like a fun happy hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nicole, will you ever watch Boy Meets World ever again? Probably not. <laughs> Meet us back on the show. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the occasion that you'll watch that's it. That's the only reason I would or for some sort of large sum of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is fun. Yeah. Tell me. Tell us where we can find you both. Tell us. Um, give us all the plugs. Tell us what's going on on You're Not Wrong. Like, we need to know. Yeah, thanks. It's um, We are just finished our spooky season, so it was kind of different for us. But we're going back into our regular programming, a millennial take, a Gen Xer take. We're going to discuss it. If you like us arguing, that happens somewhat frequently. Um, we come out every week. Every week, we don't Every let's week-ish. not let's not choose a day. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> choose a day. <laughs> um, come on, every week we're on all anywhere you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. And you can find us on Instagram at the Not Wrong Pod. I run it, so you know it's going to be a good time. We try to get a hold of Nicole. It won't happen. She's Actually, a- we're on Twitter too. Are we? Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes. We're on I I have found the Twitter. But you could also follow me on Twitter as well. Oh, okay. Don't follow me anymore. At Nikki Hutchison. I tweet a lot about our podcast. Amazing. Um, I do have one more question. Um, have either of you participated or played the elevator game since your last <laughs> episode dropped? Okay. Uh no, but I really would like to. Um, Jess, would you play the elevator game with me? Can I find out what the elevator game is? No. We need an answer now. Um, do you want to play games with me? This is a trick question. She's going to do something nasty. I know it. Nicole is no. nodding. Nicole is on my side. I'm not playing the elevator game with you, Sarah, because Nicole is on my side. We connected on the corduroy. Our podcast is coming out soon and then decide if you want to. Yeah, I will listen and I will find out before I answer you, Sarah. <laughs> well, I listened. It was spectacular. I love your show and I can't wait to listen some more and follow around, um, follow along. It's so good. Um, if you want to know what's going on with us, we also have ha- been having like a spooky time. We did Halloween. Okay, well, Halloween Town 2 is spooky in the fact that like it terrorizes <laughs> me and not in like a it's scary way and then like yeah. it's emotionally damaging to me way but um we did watch interview with a vampire jess and i watched it for the very first time ever and we covered it with sarah carradine and that is coming out this coming saturday the 30th just in time for halloween um and we had a great time talking about it um next month we are doing more bonus content we dropped a hint but it's another um actor specific month so stay tuned for that. Um, you can catch our Boy Meets World content, our Dawson's Creek content weekly, 
and um, Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90sPod.com. You can follow me at Sarah Ferguson if you feel like it. Uh, Jessica, what's going on with you? Oh, so much. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a loaded question. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Um, you can find me, as always, on Community Building, where I talk about community uh, with Josh. That's over at Post Show Recaps, um, as well as the Succession podcast I'm on over at Post Show Recaps as well. That is with Josh Wiggler and Grace Leader. We're covering HBO, uh, HBO show Succession. Third season just started. It's amazing. Go check that out. Um, and then obviously I am also here. And if you're a patron of Post Show Recaps, I was just on today, actually, Post Show Recaps Theater. Uh, we watched, all of us watched a different scary movie. I had to watch Drag Me to Hell. I am now traumatized. Um, so go listen to that if you're a patron of Post Show Recaps. Um, and then coming up next week on this podcast, we are going to be talking season four, episodes eight and nine, um, Dangerous Secret and 16 Candles and 400 Pound Men. What a long title. My goodness. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're, alone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. We are, we are not alone here. Another guest. Another day, another guest. Uh, Cody Patterson is coming on. Repeat, repeat guest there. We're really excited to have him back. Yeah, from the America's Got Talent podcast. Um, We're excited to have him back. It is his birthday month. Uh, His birthday is coming up. He, yeah, his birthday is. is, Scorpio? Yeah, 11-11. What a a lucky birthday. Wow. I know. The audacity of him to be a Scorpio and be a repeat guest on our podcast. (laughs) I mean, uh, if we had to get a Scorpio on, I guess he can come. I guess. Yes. So I'm so excited to uh, podcast with Cody again. And yeah, that is that's about it. I mean, that's everything we we have. We can't possibly give you more or else you're just going to faint. No, my mouth is tired. I've done three podcasts. Three podcasts today. She's sick. sick. I have a problem. Mm, She can't say no. Um, Thank you again, Elizabeth and Nicole. Fabulous time. We'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Show start me.